There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You know I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social Index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the Social Index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck. Embracing change creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. On the show today, I've got Adam Vassallo. He's the Chief Marketing Officer for Big Brothers Big Sisters of America. Adam joined Big Brothers Big Sisters of America in January of 2018 and leads the marketing department in generating awareness for the Big Brother Big Sisters mission, inspiring volunteerism, and bringing the organization's brand and commitment to youth equity and empowerment to life on the national stage through strategic partnerships and in communities nationwide. Prior to joining Big Brothers Big Sisters of America, Adam spent many years at Home Shopping Network or HSN where he held several senior-level development and marketing roles, including the Director of New Business Development, Entertainment Marketing. And in that role, Adam cultivated and grew multi-year corporate partnerships by driving customer engagement, generating incremental revenue, and acquiring new customers through storytelling, unique experiences, and multi-channel marketing programs anchored in content. Now, Adam is also a two-time big brother and is currently matched with his little brother, Giovanni. And we also talk about his first little brother on the show as well. Beyond his first experience with Big Brothers Big Sisters, we get into his pathway to that role. We talk about what the organization is trying to accomplish and the fact that they were actually founded in 1904, which I did not know that they were that storied of an organization. We talk about a national campaign that they've recently launched and how actually uh, cultural icons like 
Alu Black, and many others have come to the organization to help grow the connection in culture, sports, fashion, art, and many other places. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Adam Vasalo. Adam, welcome to the show. Alan, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for for having me and uh, representing Big Brothers, Big Sisters on your podcast. (laughs) I'm looking forward to talking about Big Brothers and Big Sisters. Uh, Before we dive in, though, to to that, what was your first experience with the organization? Certainly. First experience with Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Gosh, it came about 15 years ago. I was working uh, in the for-profit world. I was working for a company called HSN, also known as the Home Shopping Network. And during my time at HSN, we would do a lot of community partnerships. And one day, Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Tampa Bay came to our campus, and uh, they were there specifically to find more mentors, to recruit mentors, something that Big Brothers, Big Sisters does across the country every day. And uh, several of my colleagues, uh, several individuals that I respected within HSN came by my office and then knocked on my door and they said, hey, Adam. Big Brothers Big Sisters is here today on campus, and they're looking for more mentors, and they really need uh, more men to become mentors. And so after a steady stream of some of the people that I've respected most within the organization, I said to myself, I better go down. I better go attend this orientation and see what it's all about. Deep in my heart, I, you know, I was a young, I was a young professional. I had uh, just entered the, the corporate world uh, several years earlier. And I knew I wanted to give back. I felt like, you know, I had been just so blessed with so many things in my life. And so that day was like, a, everything came together for me. And I attended that orientation. And I proudly, at the end of that session, signed up to become a big, which is a, a big brothers, big sisters. We call our mentors bigs. And we call the young people who are the mentees in our program littles. And so I signed up to become a big that day. And that was my first experience uh, with big brothers, big sisters. I love it. I love it. And now you are the chief marketing officer at Big Brothers Big Sisters of America. So we know you start you know, at some point we're at Home Shopping Network, but where did you get your start in your career and kind of what were some of the steps along the way to where yeah, you are now? Certainly my my undergrad is actually in mass communications. And so why did I choose mass communications at my core uh, to this day I just love storytelling. Uh, I I feel like stories are empowering and stories move us and stories inspire us to do new things and great things every day. And so I've always just gravitated towards the the magic of stories. And I used that mass communications degree that I got in my undergrad to enter a field where I could do storytelling. And so my first job out of college, like so many people I meet within the marketing industry, was actually as a television reporter, as a TV journalist. (laughs) <laughs> and I was, uh, I was stationed at my first station was uh, WCTV Eyewitness News in Tallahassee, Florida. And I covered everything from government beat to what was the peanut yields going to be in the crops that year. And <laughs> I learned a lot. But one of the main things I learned was that I wanted to tell stories. I wanted to choose the stories I could tell. And specifically, I wanted to tell stories that were, that were good, good news stories. And, uh, and that was, that was, that was how I started the leap from television news into an industry that is still on television. Uh, it was really on digital, of course, but it was really an industry that was, was moving the commerce, I could say moving the commerce button in space forward uh, through storytelling, through uh, cre- taking advanced services, creating innovative experiences using digital platforms like television and, and digital to uh, sell products. And so 
I made the jump to uh, HSN, which was also another platform full of stories. And then, of course, that's where I became a big brother for the first time. But I spent about 13 years at HSN and really worked my way up. I, I remember I, I started as a marketing specialist. And when I was talking to the, uh, the HR representative at HSN, they said, you know, this is, this is the bottom of the, of the marketing department. You're going you're gonna to be, you know, moving products. You're going to be taking apparel from a photo shoot to another photo shoot. And, you know, you're going to be running racks of, of clothes across campus. And I, I remember thinking to myself, this is exactly what I want to do, right? Because behind every product that I got to work on at HSN, there was a story, there was an inventor, there was a creator that had built that product. And I just loved that potential to tell those stories and bring those, those really authentic stories to life. And so uh, I spent a long time there. The organization grew a ton while I was there. But again, the most important thing that happened to me when I was at uh, HSN was I, I became a big brother. And so from that day, when I was attending the orientation on the HSN campus, I did sign up to become a big. And then I went to my interview, which is something that happens for every big is you get interviewed because the big brothers, big sisters office is focused on how do they, how do they find the right person, the right mentor for that young person uh, who's waiting, who's raised their hand and is waiting for a mentor. And so I was matched with my little brother, Adrian, when he was in the sixth grade, Adrian and I had a shared love of sports. And from the time we were in sixth grade until the time Adrian graduated from high school. We were matched for seven full years. I, I had the privilege of mentoring Adrian for those seven years. He mentored me. It was a two-way street. And uh, to this day, I feel like I got more out of the experience than Adrian did. Um, Adrian went on to be a college football player. It was, uh, it's just, you know, these, the, the mentoring relationships that we create at Big Brothers Big Sisters, they evolve into friendships, lifelong friendships uh, with lifelong impact. And, you know, I think, um, the, the way I can just bring it full circle is that a few years ago, my son, who is eight years old, plays in a mm -hmm. flag football league. And Adrian, as an adult now, a father of two daughters, is a referee, has been a referee <laughs> in that league. So it's those full circle moments. So, um, so, you know, Adrian had a profound impact on me. It all started while I was an employee at HSN, but it was through that my passion for the community work that I was doing, Big Brothers, Big Sisters. And like happens to many of us, when you're working in your passion, when you're putting your, when you, you know, when you're, you're putting your extra time into something that you're passionate about building. I was recruited from HSN by Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America. And, uh, and that's how I got here uh, in this role today. I love it. I love it. And, uh, and the strong connection to the organization, obviously, we've talked about. Talk a little bit more, if you don't mind, about Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America and for those people that, you know, may have been living under a rock and maybe listening to this, not feel like they've heard the name, like give a little sense of the size, the scope, how, how you guys are organized. Certainly. Yes. Uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, likely an organization that many have heard about. Uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters was founded in 1904 in New York City. Yeah, I'll say it. 1904. That means That's a long time ago. That wow. means 2024 yeah. is our 120th anniversary of providing mentoring and empowering youth development to young people across this country. We were founded when a clerk of court in the Children's Court of New York City, a gentleman named Ernest Coulter, saw kids coming through his court every day. And what he, what he quickly figured out was that these young people weren't bad kids. They weren't trying, they weren't waking up in the morning and trying to go out and commit a crime. What, what he realized was these were young people who needed empowerment. They needed to see it, right? We use the saying a lot, if you can see it, you can be it. Mm. And so uh, Mr. Coulter realized that very early on and decided 
I'm going to get a group of my friends together outside of my day job, and I'm going to find a group of individuals, individuals I know, to become mentors to the young people in my community. And that is how Big Brothers Big Sisters was founded back in 1904 in New York City. It was founded as an innovative alternative to the juvenile justice system. And so from that founding in 1904 to 120 years later in 2024, Big Brothers Big Sisters has had the principles of justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion have been a part of our mission. And in that time, Big Brothers Big Sisters has grown from that startup in New York City. We now have more than 230 local Big Brothers Big Sisters agencies serving communities across the country. Collectively, they serve more than 5,000 communities. These local Big Brothers Big Sisters are operating in all 50 states. And in the past decade, uh, we've served 2 million bigs and littles across the country. Um, so the impact has been uh, profound, long-lasting, impacting, and the stories of impact and empowerment really drive our mission forward a uh, hundred years later. That's amazing. I mean, and and quite the impact too. I mean, just the the two million served in total, and quite. I mean, in 1904. I mean, I obviously I wasn't I was around then, but like I, that is hugely innovative to think about uh, a clerk of court and trying to think about. Like, I'm sure you know seeing the symptoms of what was going on versus addressing the root problem. I mean, I, I did not know. I did I did not know the organization was that that old, so to speak. Yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. no, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a story that motivates all of us within our organization. It's one that we share frequently. And after Mr. Coulter, uh, that's, that's one of the great parts of the movement, mm. is you started to see, because uh, right, there was no internet back then. There's no social right. media, nobody sharing yeah. on Facebook that, hey, I just started this great mentoring program for young people in my community. No, it was word of mouth and it was it was the the results that were being seen in communities. So what you see are these in-person connections and these convenings that happen across the country. And so you see Cincinnati, Ohio, a Big Brothers Big Sisters agency, uh, starts serving the community all the way down to Washington, DC, and then many smaller communities. You know, 70% of the Big Brothers Big Sisters agencies across the country today serve uh, rural communities across the country. So yeah, just a, a, a significant footprint and really a, a, a part of the fabric of, of American culture. Love it. Well, I know, you know, one of the things you've recently done is launch a new national brand campaign. I'd love for you to tell me a little bit about the campaign itself and how it came, how it came to life. Absolutely. The campaign is called It Takes Little to Be Big. And we launched the campaign in September of 2023. We did this really inspired by uh, the fact that there's uh, currently uh, one in six kids growing up in America say they're growing up without a caring adult mentor. And so at Big Brothers Big Sisters, that is a challenge. That is that is something we want to make sure. We want to make sure every kid's growing up with a mentor who's going to have a positive impact throughout their life. And for Big Brothers Big Sisters, it takes a little to be big, it was created to be a marketing platform. So it's a campaign that doesn't have an end date. It is one that we built to be versatile so that we can use this campaign to attract volunteers and inspire volunteers to join our mission. And at the same time, we wanna make sure that we, it is also a campaign that resonates with donors who are investing in our mission and seeing the power and the story and the impact of our mission and the positive effects it's having on their communities. And so we created It Takes a Little to Be Big in partnership with Dentsu Creative. But re what really takes this campaign to its national scale are the wonderful partners that we've had step forward these are paid media partners. These are in-kind media partners who are inspired by our mission. And the biggest partners that we have, Alan, 
are the 230 local Big Brothers Big Sisters agencies across the country. Because these are agencies that are in communities, they're doing this work, they're holding audiences on a regular basis, they're working with local employers, they're working with local schools. And so while at our national office, which is where I work at Big Brothers Big Sisters of America, mm -hmm. we bring It Takes Little to Be Big through channels nationwide, on the grounds, kind of grassroots across the country, the 230 plus Big Brothers Big Sisters agencies across the country are bringing It Takes Little to Be Big through their communities, through their channels, and through their partnerships in local communities. Uh, it's resonated really well in these just first few months that we've been live. And we're really excited to see the campaign continue to build and continue to grow as we move forward into the new year. Yeah. And having taken a look at the campaign, it looked like the two things you were trying to drive were around uh, volunteers and, and donors. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Volunteers and donors are, are, the, are the two key audiences we're driving. Within these audiences, right? Because this is this is the beautiful thing about targeting is we've gotten to know our our customers, we've gotten to know our target audiences, mm -hmm. uh, and what we see, whether it's in volunteerism or in potential donors, is we have an incredible group of alumni. These are alumni littles and alumni bigs. Again, these are the the mentors and the mentees who have been through our program. And for these alumni, we're setting out our goal is to bring back one million. What we say is one million alumni and champions. That is our goal for the campaign. And you might say, why alumni? And what we found out was not just that there's 2 million alumni who have gone through our program in the past 10 years, but when we surveyed those alumni, we found out that 85% of them said that Big Brothers Big Sisters changed their life for the better. Mm -hmm. And those were both the bigs, so the adults that went through our program, as well as the littles. And so we knew we had a group with high affinity that we really had to lean into. And so while volunteers and donors are, you know, key audiences for us, our alumni are really that that important subgroup that we're looking to engage with the campaign. I love it. I love it. And I mean, one thing, you know, I always I always think about with volunteer organizations and organizations like yours is like, what are some of the barriers, if you will, that you're trying to overcome as you as you try to recruit new or you try to reactivate those that have been in a, a part of the organization in the it's, it's a great question, Alan. And for us, the campaign, it takes a little bit big and launched in September of 2023. But for us, that work started years in advance. And it started with research. You know, we sat down, we knew we needed to achieve this. Again, we knew the need for young people to have more mentors in their lives. And so knowing those as our, as our objectives, as our goal to bring back a million alumni and champions to our mission, we set out to do very comprehensive research, and we did. We sat down, um, we, you know, we did focus groups, we did surveys, we did phone calls. And what we, what we found in that research was very universal, was that there were two barriers to, to becoming involved with the Big Brothers Big Sisters mission. And the first barrier is the barrier of time. And we all know, right, we're all busy individuals, that becoming a mentor was gonna be impossible because family life, because of social lives, because of work, because of what, what we have, all the things we have to do on the weekends, all the week errands we have to run. And so time was identified as one of these barriers to becoming a part of the Big Brothers Big Sisters mission. And at Big Brothers Big Sisters, what we know is that to be a mentor, to be a big in our program, it only requires a couple hours a month. That's it. And so we knew that we had to attack this barrier of time. And the other barrier we had to overcome uh, really, the second barrier that we created the campaign around was the burden of mentorship. 
And this one takes a little bit more impacting, but the burden of mentorship is that for many, mentorship sounds like a very heavy work. What do I have to offer to the life of a young person? What do I have to have to offer to, to any other individual? And, and this is where we saw in the research that our potential mentors, the individuals that we identified, we said, these are the priority audience that we need to become involved with our mission. What they were telling us in research was that they felt like they didn't have superpowers or they didn't have, they didn't have the skills to be the perfect mentor for a young person. And what we know is that the best mentors in the Big Brothers Big Sisters program are the ones who are present and persistent. That is it. And because of that, we were inspired to create, again, overcoming the barrier of time and the burden of mentorship. That's where we created It Takes, uh, it takes Little to Be Big. That's where the campaign came from. and. What you'll see if you see, you know, when you're seeing the campaign or if you're seeing it play out out in the general public is it focuses on changing the narrative around mentorship and changing the scope that this is not, again, you being a superhero as a mentor. It's going to get a slice of pizza. It's playing a game of chess. It could be sharing back and forth emojis on your phone. It could be learning to ride a skateboard together. These are the things that bigs and littles are doing across the country today. And they might not sound really big, but they're having a significant impact in the lives of our young people. And so the campaign that takes a little bit big was created to challenge and to uh, overcome those misconceptions of our mission. I love it. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I mean, as I, I think about those examples, I mean, it, it seems like 80% is being present when they need you <laughs> or, or, or when, when you schedule time and I guess it's the, the pre- being present and maybe doing that on a regular schedule. So they, they feel your presence. That's right. Yeah. You know, one of the components of the campaign that we're really excited about, it's called a million little moments. And this mm-hmm. is a place where we're engaging everybody, whether you were a part of the big brothers, big sisters mission or not, but mm-hmm. we're engaging, we're engaging audiences across social to share those mentorship stories, right? Cause all of us have had We've had that teacher, we've had that caring neighbor, we've had a sports coach, we've had a number of caring adults who have come through our lives and inspired us to try something new, to have confidence, just to talk, to be open and talk about you know, our dreams and what we're trying to achieve. And so our goal is to help this campaign is to bring out all those mentorship stories because uh, everybody we believe is the product of mentorship. Yeah, I love it. And I mean, one of the things, you know, I think about the organization and I feel like I've seen you guys in a number of different places, like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I know you've got some other things going on, like, and with kids 
that you're trying to your littles, I guess, this is to be to be accurate. That's right. <laughs> in you, your you've terms. Picked it, you've picked up you've picked up the lingo yes. already. Yes, exactly. The littles is that I have a feeling that like being connected to culture and what however you define that is probably somewhat important to you guys. And the way I've seen you in the past execute this, it's just very authentic. And I'm curious, like, how do you do that? Alan, I, I love that you've brought this up. As you know, we launched It Takes a Little to Be Big just a few months ago. And you know, as we look to say, sustain this campaign and have it really take hold and take root, um, one of our key strategies to do so is what we're calling connection to culture. And mm. I'm glad you're seeing it. That's the goal is that you're seeing it out there. But what we've identified, what we know is that, again, back to our research, is the individuals that we need to inspire to become a part of our mission, to become mentors, become donors, become supporters, they're going about their everyday life. And they're not, they're not waking up in the morning and thinking, I need to sign up to become a big today. I need to mentor a child in my community. And so what we know as a mission is that we have to be out there in culture, in pop culture specifically. And we need to intercept these individuals who are at their heart. They have the heart to be a part of our mission, but maybe they're not thinking about it yet or they haven't been inspired to do it just yet. And so what we're doing is we're targeting specific pop culture moments and spaces where we know mentorship is naturally happening and moments that authentically are already bringing people together. And so these are spaces like fashion, like sports, like the arts. It includes spaces like culinary and even gaming. These are spaces that, again, bring people together. Mentorship is rooted throughout their, their missions. And so, yeah, there's been some really exciting ones. Macy's is one of our, one of our, top, is, is one of our top partners. Macy's were a partner through their Mission Everyone initiative. And uh, they're focused on teaming with us to bring greater equity into the lives of young people and in uh, creating access to opportunities. And so in Macy's during the fourth quarter holiday season, you'll be asked if you would like to round up to support Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America. But the, the, the support in the, the authenticity of our relationship is rooted in these core authentic values between uh, Macy's and Big Brothers, Big Sisters. And that's how we like to approach partnerships is to make sure that we are we have an authentic connection and that we're supporting each other in our, you know, and in synergy and in our goals. And so Macy's is a wonderful example of a partner where it's not just about rounding up at the at the cash register. It's about getting a group of littles together and allowing them to show off their design skills. And, you know, during the 2023 holiday season at Macy's, you can purchase a bear which was the, a teddy bear, which was designed by Littles. It has this never before seen print that you've that you, that you can only get at Macy's. It's never before seen because it was created by Littles. You can buy a Christmas ornament, which was also uh, designed by Littles. And then, uh, yes, as you referenced, during the 2023 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, the most tuned in, the most watched Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in history Bigs and Littles from across the country were featured on the Singing Christmas Tree, which is the last float before Santa for anybody that doesn't watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> and for us, that's the type of opportunity to showcase the power of mentorship and to inspire that these are everyday individuals that got involved with their local big brothers, big sisters, and look at the mentoring moment, look at the special moment that they're able to be a part of. And so that's one world, right? We would consider mm -hmm. Macy's to be a key part of that fashion world, right? I mean, Right. You think retail, you think Macy's, but we've, we've been able to see it and we've been able to create in other spaces, the entertainment space, for example, we launched, it takes a little to be big in September of 2023. 
And one of the coolest moments in the launch of the campaign, and there were a lot of them, but we had Grammy-nominated recording artist, Aloe Black, so inspired by our mission that he created a song, and it's called It Never Let You Down. And when we launched the campaign, we were able to launch a music video that featured real-life bigs and littles. It featured the inspiration of Aloe Black, and it also featured that Never Let You Down, the song he created, inspired by Big Brothers Big Sisters, was available on every major <laughs> streaming platform. Wow. And for anybody that downloaded it, a portion of the proceeds benefited Big Brothers Big Sisters. And so I look at the Macy's, I look at this, the Macy's collaboration. I look at what we did with Aloe Black in the entertainment and music space. And then even as far, and this is my last example, it's just we are partners uh, for several years with the NBA Foundation. Mm -hmm. And during the NBA All-Star Game in 2023, Team LeBron, yes, that LeBron, uh, selected <laughs> Big Brothers Big Sisters to be a part, to be the beneficiary during their All-Star Game. And so for anybody that, again, was just tuning in to watch the NBA All-Star Game, maybe not considering becoming a mentor, becoming a part of Big Brothers Big Sisters, when they tuned into the NBA All-Star Game, they found out that Team LeBron was benefiting Big Brothers Big Sisters of Utah. And then when mm -hmm. they tuned in and they watched the actual game, which took place in Salt Lake City, Utah, they saw Big Brothers Big Sisters projected on the walls of the arena, running on the tickers, right, around, around the arena. And again, it takes, it takes our mission into a completely different space when we're in these really authentic but very relevant moments where our target audience is tuned in and we have the opportunity to show just how special um, mentorship can be and just how little it can take to have a really big impact on the life of a young person. Well, it's, a, it's truly amazing. Like, <laughs> I mean, how many brands in the world would love to have Aloe back sing them a song <laughs> custom made for them? And, and then, and then you, you know, you're able to make it a part of the campaign overall. I mean, it's just amazing. Not to mention LeBron. I mean, I'm throwing no shade here, I promise. But like Aloe Black is uh, somebody I've followed a long time and I really like his work as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. And he's an inspiring artist, just like LeBron. And, and I think that's what, what you also see too, is that when it comes to supporting and empowering young people, there is yeah. enough room under this tent for us to get as many brands and individuals in as possible. It's yeah. uh, it's a real, it's really uh, special to support a mission uh, that has this type of impact. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Well, kudos on all the work that you're doing and the with the 120 year organization. You're keeping it fresh, my friend. You're keeping it fresh. That's right. It's uh, <laughs> it's like it's like being a part of like a. I always want to feel like it's a part of like a startup, right? Where you have that energy and that passion, and you're reinventing, uh, but you're reinventing for the sake of continuing to advance mission to look at things through you know a fresh set of lens and that's i think that that's uh that's a great way to just continue to innovate and, and push the envelope and not you know not relax not feel like hey we've served two million bigs and littles in the past decade you know our our focus is on reaching the young people that need us the most love it well one of the things we like to do on the show is to get to know you a little bit better like the person behind the microphone so to speak and my favorite question to ask everyone that comes on the show is, has there been an experience of your past that defines or makes up who you are today? Oh, Alan, <laughs> that is, that's a deep question. Um, yeah, I know. It's, it's a favorite though. <laughs> it's so. a favorite. And um, gosh, like, you know, my, my, mine might be unique, right? Because I, I don't know what I'm about to share isn't necessarily uh, my specific experience, but mm -hmm. What it is, is it's something that I've always felt like is really ingrained in my soul, in my DNA. Mm. And, um, and I really feel like it's what brought me to this work. You know, I shared earlier that I was 
many of my coworkers at HSN said, hey, you got to go. Big Brothers Big Sisters is here, and they're, they're recruiting more mentors to become uh, bigs for young people in the community. But in, in my heart that day, even as before I got there, I always knew I wanted to give back and support young people. And I just didn't know how. And then that day is how I found out how. Big Brothers Big Sisters told me how. And it was really inspired by, you know, I'm, I'm a first-generation American. My father is a Cuban immigrant. When he was 15 years old, he had to escape. Uh, newly communist Cuba. And um, the only way for him to get out because of circumstances surrounding his family and just the country, which was in complete turmoil, was that my father at 15 years old had to leave Cuba and go to a orphanage and live in a, in a Catholic orphanage in Spain. Mm. Uh, it's actually a well-known, it's called the Peter Pan flights. And this was a way for the Catholic church to help young young boys that were teenagers in Cuba to escape uh, communist Cuba before being enlisted in in the military for a large part of their adult life. So Mm -hmm. my father escaped at age 15. He left his mother. He left his father. He left left his three sisters, everything he knew to go live in a completely different country and in an orphanage. And um, my father's goal, though, was to get to the United States, was get to America because Mm -hmm. he had two uncles that lived in the United States. And if he could get here, he could start his life. He could actually start a foundation for his parents and his sisters to eventually move to America. And, you know, I think of what I was like when I was 15 years old. It was, this, this really had an impact on me when I was 15. So I think, oh my gosh, here I am just trying to like make it through geometry. And my father right. was fighting for his existence, you know, yeah. stay, uh, living in an orphanage, but trying to get himself to the United States. And um, again, no cell phones to store your information. So my dad had handwritten phone numbers and handwritten addresses and he uh, unbelievably, in one year, was able to get all of his paperwork necessary in line by himself in Spain to mm. travel to America, where he was eventually reunited with his uncles who lived in Miami. And along that journey, there was a you know a Catholic priest that oversaw the orphanage that over that didn't just take in my father but took in thousands of other boys. There was uh, my uncles in in the United States who waited and, and brought my father in. Uh, he started high school in the 1960s in the United States, and he didn't know any English and right. he quickly learned English. And so throughout my father's journey, which is just inspiring to me, he had caring adults that, he, that were not part of his family mm. that looked after him because they knew it was the right thing to do. And I equate it oftentimes to the mission of Big Brothers Big Sisters because the one thing I know about my dad is that he didn't have to be saved. He didn't need anybody to save him. He was resilient. He had grit. But what my father needed was somebody to empower him. And that's what our mentors do for us every day. You know, they empower us to be the best versions of ourselves that we can be. And so me and my siblings and my cousins, we were the, you know, we were the first kids in our our family to graduate from American college. And so I look back, all of that is possible because of the sacrifices that my father took because of his resilience. And because of those caring adults that empowered him. And so it's been a driving force my entire life. And to this day, you know, I try to impart these stories on my own children. And it's, yeah, it's, it's the driving force. And, and really, it's at the core of why I ever got involved with Big Brothers Big Sisters from the beginning, because I, I knew that power of mentorship. That's a, I mean, it's an amazing story. And I mean, that's, I can't even imagine having leave your homeland at that early age and, and somehow find your way from one country to another country, many, many, many thousands of miles away. It's no small feat. No yeah, small he'll, feat. he'll tell the story. You know, it's a Cuba, we all know, is a very tropical island. 
Yeah. And when he landed, it was in October, he landed in Madrid, Oof. Spain. Yeah. And he remembers looking out the windows of his airplane. He'd never been on an airplane. But then he's looking on the window and he sees snow. And it's just <laughs> like, I always think of like going from a tropical island to a snowy a country and a different right. continent. Again, just one of those jarring moments that is, is truly inspiring. Definitely. Well, if you were starting this journey of life all over again, what, what advice would you give your younger self? Gosh, I think this is not a great question. These are good. I think these, these kinds of all go hand in hand. I think the overall, the overall theme is, is just to be confident, right? Some of us might go to college. Some of us might not, might not go to college. But wherever you're starting, the focus is that you, you know what you're doing. Like You have a passion for what you're doing. You should be doing it if you don't have a passion for it, but definitely be confident in what you're doing. And that is not just in your day-to-day work, but also in where your journey is about to take you. Don't be, you know, don't be afraid to take that leap. If it's, you know, in my case, it was an organization that I was pouring my heart into from a community and philanthropic perspective. But why not? Why not follow that journey to make that community moment and that community service that you're doing into a career? And, and so sometimes you do have to take that leap of faith. But it comes to following your heart. And, you know, I think when it comes to confidence, again, it's about following your journey, having confidence that you're taking the right steps in this journey, having faith. But it it also is in that day-to-day work too. And I think I had a a CMO that I worked for once upon a time and he told me, he said, you know, um, he was asking me questions and I was kind of, you know, I was was giving everybody else's answer. And he just looked me (laughs) right in the eye and said, hey, Adam, what's your point of view? I want to know what Adam thinks about this. And it was like, yeah have a point of view. There's no need not to have a point of view. And, and so I think I always kind of come back to like, just be confident, be confident in yourself, be confident in the work you're doing and be confident that the steps that you're going to take in your journey are the right ones. Cause ultimately, you know, you know what your passion is and, and where you're going to go. Love that. Well, is there a topic either maybe you're trying to learn more about it yourself or you think marketers in general need to be learning more about? Yeah. I think the biggest thing I probably talk a lot about this, but you know, just consumer, the consumer marketplace right now is, mm-hmm. is full, right? And so there's so much going on. There's so many new platforms. And I think for me, you know, one of the, I'll, I'll say kind of two spaces that are very, that we're very focused on. I'm very focused on first, very technical, right? It's just, you know, continuing, we're all doing, it, but, you know, marketing automation, critically yeah. important, especially as we launch a campaign in which we're trying to bring in as many volunteers as possible. We want to, make the experience as smooth as possible and become a volunteer with Big Brothers, Big Sisters. And at the end of the day, though, we're a mission that's founded on personal connection and human connection. And so for us, it's the balance between like, when do we need to get that automated message so that we are moving our prospects through our funnel, but at the same time, making sure that it still feels authentic and it still gives that human touch that the mission of Big Brothers, Big Sisters is so well known for. And the the need for automation is underscored it's critical and it's you know it's a best practice now in terms of, of bringing prospects into your organization and, and communicating with them i think the other space i'm very focused on is just i'd say like impact storytelling because mm. we have 2 million alumni from the big brothers big sisters mission 2 million alumni who have been through our program as a big or a little each one of them has a story and as you share their story these are these are uplifting and empowering impactful stories but I'm always looking for the way that we can tell these stories in a shorter period of time. And this goes a little bit back to, there's so much going out there for consumers. There's so much going on. There's so much that they're hearing and they're listening to. And so one of our focuses with the campaign, it takes a little to be big, is for us to develop many ways. You can even see it 
on our on our website, bebignow.org, where we're trying to, um, and we're encouraging our audiences to share their mentorship stories. And we're trying to do it in a vid- an easy video way where they can have a template. All they have to do is share their story and then it uploads to our platforms. And so that's something that we're going to continue to evolve and tinker with until we get it right because the stories of impact are just so important. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. I love it. I love that you're giving them a way to tell their story to you as well. That's that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well are there any uh, trends or subcultures that you're following you think other people should take notice of? Well, gosh, you know, there's there's so many. With the mission of Big Brothers Big Sisters, it's it's so fun, right? Because we are cross generational. You know, we mm-hmm. have we have mentors currently in our program that are in their seventies and eighties years old, but we also have young people who are coming up in our program. They're littles. They're the young people. Um, of the young people we serve, the fastest growing demographic is actually eighteen through twenty five. These are for mm-hmm. young people who are graduating from our program or graduating from high school, but they're they're they can still benefit and they can still need the the power of mentorship, right? Because we've mm-hmm. all been 18 and 25 years old. And this is a time more than ever where you need uh, to have a helping hand or to hear from a caring adult mentor. And so this the age spectrum is is vast for us. But I really love to look at the subcultures that emerge that touch mm-hmm. multiple generations, but always have a really focus on on our young people. And so I think one that I'm personally like I feel like I'm I would say I'm an entry level here member of the of the <laughs> culture. But definitely one that resonates a lot with me and with the mission of Big Brothers Big Sisters, I'll say it, is the sneaker culture, the sneakerhead <laughs> culture. Yeah. And uh, again, my personal interest, I'm glad that this is not on video so I don't have to like show my, <laughs> my collection because there's millions of people out there that would have a better sneaker collection than me. But what I really love is there's so much that we can learn from engagement, from authenticity and inspiring culture to share, right? To take, mm-hmm. uh, to share their shoes, to celebrate them, to talk about their own style. And I think that's what I love most, right? Is, the, is now there's this ability to customize the work that you're doing. And so at Big Brothers Big Sisters, we've even been able to see this play out as a part of our mission. And mm-hmm. we're a longtime partner of the NFL Inspire Change Initiative. And through that partnership in 2023 and 2023, 2022, we got to work with a partnership with the shoe surgeon. I don't know if you're familiar with <laughs> Dominic Chambrone. And yeah. uh, he is a iconic fashion designer. And his, you know, what he does is take a traditional shoe, an Air Force One, and will transform it, right, mm. into a custom design based on your interest, your likes, your passion. And, uh, and so, it, you know, you can create these high-end fashion shoes. Well, we took young people across the country Littles in our program, we let their bigs come in too, and they designed their own. They did a they did a plethora of stuff. They designed their own shoes. They designed their own football helmets, and it was just. It kind of goes back. It definitely goes back to the connection, the culture, strategy, the big brothers, big sisters. That we want to provide access to opportunity. We want to provide access to unlock talents and to unlock creativity amongst our young people. And when we can work with an organization like the NFL with their influence. And their power to convene, and we can partner up with just a savvy and um, an individual who's in an organization that's sitting um, at that corner of pop culture and everything that's cool, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where the shoe surgeon comes in, and then we can we can expose our young people to this incredible experience. This, you know, maybe unlock them to a career that they hadn't considered, or mm-hmm. um, showing them yeah. that they can take their passion for the arts and turn it into something that they do for the rest of their life. Or they can just make a cool pair of shoes, but that's the opportunity, and that's what we can we can do. So by studying these these like subcultures, by like a sneakerhead culture, you can really dig in and just go deep in opportunities that we can unlock for kids and for our youth. 
It's awesome. It's awesome. Well, last question for you. What do you think yes. is the largest opportunity or threat facing marketers today? Oh, opportunity or threat. You know, there's a lot, right? There's time, right? Yeah. I, I think that was one that we, and time, right? Maybe a, maybe a, a random answer. But for us, when we started to do this campaign, we knew we had to create a campaign that would reach millions. But mm. we had to take the time to do the research that was right. critically important for us to understand what barriers we needed to attack, what mm. positives we had to build on, right? And so, so I'd say that's the first thing. But it all really comes back to these changes, these rapid changes in consumer behavior. And we know they're rapid, right? Because we are consumers at heart. And so you know, never before have we had so many devices at our disposal, so many platforms, mm. so many social media channels, so little time in the day, which is what comes from it. And so from an audience, right? Because these consumers, these are a part of our target audiences. And so it's constantly challenging ourselves and finding new ways to engage with them in an authentic way and finding new ways to successfully engage them. And then that's just, that's just the starting point. That's just the outreach. From there, if you're a marketer, how do you attribute that? You know, what channels are they using? What, what engagement is being successful? And that I, this is, I believe, because, you know, things change so rapidly. When I was 18 years old, I think cell phones had just come out, right? I got, I got a cell right. phone. From the moment that that's, that might've been one of the first cell phones that came out. The moment that cell phone came out, the rapid change that we have seen in technology has been like no other time in our lives. And so as the chief marketing officer for Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America, the thing I continue to look to, especially as a, as a, as a CMO for a, a legacy brand, but also a CMO for a nonprofit, is that the importance of partnership continues to be just a critical space to help us continue to target and almost counter these rapid changes in consumer behavior. So, you know, I think partnerships, both internal partners within your organization and external partners are critically important. Brand partners can help you connect with your partner, can help you connect with your prospects and your target audience. Media partners who can help you connect with with your target audience directly and the channels where they are. Uh, agency partners who can help you be imaginative and think of new innovative ways. It's, uh, it's, it's a term that gets used a lot. It takes all of us. But in the marketing space, I think more collaboration and more partnership are two key ways that, again, you can form an authentic partnership that's rooted in your authentic core values and really help each other move, move your goals uh, and achieve your goals together. I love it. Well, Adam, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and sharing the story about Big Brothers, Big Sisters and, and going a little deeper on, on you as well. Um, I, it was a great conversation. Absolutely, Alan. Thank you so much for having me. If we've inspired anybody on today's uh, call, I know there's a lot of great potential mentors out there listening right now. I encourage you to visit BeBigNow.org. It's an easy place to get started. And, uh, and uh, remember, it takes a little to be big. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Awesome. Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me with post-production support from Sam Robertson. If you're new to Marketing Today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe on marketingtodaypodcast.com. Tell your friends and colleagues about the show. I love hearing from listeners. You can contact me at marketingtodaypodcast.com. There you'll also find complete show notes and links to what was discussed in the episode today, and you can search our archives. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.